right. Um, this is something new for all of us. Uh, it's new for me as well. Um, but I'm joined by one of my good mates and an old mate that I've known for around 16 years, I think, 17 years. Um, we grew up on the Knotts Academy together. Um, spent quite a lot of time training at Trent Bridge. Um, it's Sam Kelsall. He's now captain at Staffordshire. Um, and he's doing, obviously, it's going to be his first year, but with what's going on at the minute, um, there's nothing, no cricket for us. Um, so basically what today is about is we're just going to speak to Sam about his career, um, uh, both of our careers, but mainly his and his journey through professional cricket, playing for England 19s, playing for Knots, and then getting released um, and how that affected him. Uh, obviously, with it being Mental Health Awareness Week as well, um, I thought this would be a good time for us to get this out there um, for young cricketers. Um, but yeah, so hello to you, Sam. Yeah, it's good to see you. Evening, Grant. <laughs> good to see you, mate. Yeah. Um, so how's lockdown been treating you then so far? Uh, well, as we were just having a little chat before there, before we you started recording, obviously now having a little one um, and working from home, as are thousands of others in the UK, it's, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Um, you have to adjust. You know, it's tough at times. Um, but as I said, being still still working and having that, I guess, distraction from actually what's going on in the world mm -hmm. is. It's quite nice, but yeah. no, I've, I've I've actually enjoyed being being at home so much. Yeah, um, and you can probably yeah. relate to being out of yeah. the house for a number of hours every day, and you know, back and forth. It's actually been you know a breath of fresh air really to spend yeah. spend as much as I have at home. Yeah, like I said this time of year we'd be we'd be playing a lot of cricket as well, so we'd have couple of days of night training or coaching and then Saturday full day away so it's yeah for me as well it's been quite nice to spend some time with mum dad sister um but yeah it's just it's just we want some cricket don't we that's all we want that's all we're looking for yeah you know I, I haven't yet um I haven't picked up a bat since it's probably three or four months now um, yeah and I am itching to get yeah. going yeah. um as well as I am to do a bit bit of offer a bit of coaching as well you know I yeah. just um, need to need to just get a few things in place at the club first, um, and then we'll hopefully by the start of next week look to to open the net facilities. Yeah, so no, that'll be good. I'm going to be first on that list, mate. Yeah, time of that. <laughs> if <laughs> I have to throw them to myself, I'm going to. But you should take control of the booking system, then you'll be all right. That's that's how I've kept it at, at my club. So yeah. I'm in control of the club. I'm in control of the booking system. So if I want a hit, I'll go out there and have a hit. Um, <laughs> Well, that's no, good. So basically, we'll, we'll get things cracking with you. Just talk as talk to us about the background of your career, how it started, um, how you went from obviously from staffs initially to knots, um, and then yeah, go for it. No, I, I, I looked a little bit more clean than I do right now. A few years ago, <laughs> I, I remember the baby face, Sam, eleven-year-old. Um, so yeah, obviously, born in Stoke-on-Trent, um, joined knots when I was eleven. Um, through uh, a guy called Andrew Jackman, yeah, yeah, um, who was obviously fairly fairly well known mm. in the Nottingham area, um, and yeah, it was just a training. I got invited over for a training session one night, um, and he then recommended me after a few sessions to, to Chris Tully, who was the academy director then. Um, 
And yeah, so it sort of went from there. I, I ended up then signing onto the academy at 11. Um, and then just sacrificed my parents, my dad, um, would then take me back and forth for two nights a week. Yeah. Um, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, straight from school. Yeah. Um, up until 16, to then which I joined, um, I kind of moved over to Nottingham once I'd finished secondary school. Um, and then uh, I enrolled on a college course, yeah. which is like a BTEC sport course, yeah. which then which allowed me to then train as well during the week. So mm -hmm. pretty amazing life. Um, quite privileged from, you know, such a young age to be in that environment. And, but, you know, as you know, and, and all that have been in this position, yeah, the sacrifices you make from a young age, are, are huge. Um, yeah, they're massive, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, massive. Like I, I, Similar to you, I was probably a bit older. I was 14 when I got into the Knox Academy. Um, I was invited down for a trial initially. I think you you were already on it then. You must have been already on it. Um, yeah, I must have been on it. Yeah. Um, and I came down for a trial at, when I was 14, recommended by Lynx and, and Felly. Um, and then just said, have a look at have a look at Cranjus. And then Toll, Toll was there and Jono were there with the session that I came to. But I remember I was a bit chubby and a little bit fat when I was uh, <laughs> younger. So I remember the first thing that they did was like, oh, you've got to do a fitness test. Um, and I was absolutely dreadful. I don't know if you remember or not. I was, I was terrible. I was at like the bottom. Probably, I probably finished bottom, actually. Um, and then Toll basically said to me, he goes, you've got to get fit, otherwise you're not going to get on the academy. And so I spent sort of four or five months working really hard on my fitness. Um, and then got onto the academy, which was like I say it was it was really good. I think let's say you you got into the house at sixteen, didn't you? So I just finished Workshop College, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I got I went to Workshop College, um, and I just finished Workshop College. I was on I was on the, my way out of Knox by then, um, eighteen. It was sort of like I knew basically that nothing was really going to happen for me there. Mm -hmm. I did hold on for a year or so, but I knew nothing was really going to happen um, because I wasn't one of the ones that was asked to stay in the house after I finished school. Um, so that by that I knew that something it's not really going to happen for me but just talk yeah. us through how that was with the house and like how how it went about and how many times you trained and like so you had I was still an academy contract then wasn't it when you were in the house or was you was you signed yeah up? no it was still it was still an academy deal um, yeah. so like I said about being at the college yeah for probably two or three four mornings a week yeah. um, which then would allow me um, to train yeah. and sometimes lucky enough be to train with the pros as well which was just yeah. you know a phenomenal experience and yeah um, I bet how was the how was the house well I'll probably everybody can imagine four or <laughs> four or five Who lads in my house with you so there was um, was it, it was full. It was full of yeah, full of Staffordshire lads. Yeah, yeah. Ben Maguire as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dan, Ben, and then a guy, um, Mickey Robson from from yeah. Durham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Um, and then later on down the line, there was the likes of Ben Kitt. Yeah. Um, actually, when we, <laughs> Alex, you know, the likes of Alex Hales has actually been in that house over <laughs> the years. Oh, wow. um, so yeah. It's, 
just just you know fond fond memories to look yeah. back on and yeah. amazing experiences and you know we were kind of chucked in the deep end in terms of you know leaving home at 16 mm. you know, some of us had never cooked a meal before <laughs> yeah, it's i just remember the first time we turned up at the house and chris tolly met us there and all the parents dropped us off and mm. everybody was filling the fridge with like ready-made uh, like burger <laughs> meals and so that's going down with, well with the nutritionist. Oh, it was shocking. Yeah, Tol was like, no, you can't eat that, lads. Can't eat that. Yeah. That's so, brilliant. So, after, so you signed your first contract at 18? 18, yeah. yeah I was, yeah. yeah. Um, Talk through that feeling of uh, when they offered offered you a like, full-time professional contract. Yeah, I remember it, remember it like it was yesterday. We were actually playing um, for the academy side who had a team in the Knotts Premier League back yeah, then yeah, yeah. Um, I played half a season that, yeah. and we were playing at Cupney away um, and we batted second and Mick turned up I think I I can't remember if I got runs or not but Mick I, you know Mick turned up on the car park and everybody was like what's yeah. he here what's he here what's for he, kind of thing yeah, yeah. are we getting fired or are we going to get offered something <laughs> um, but no my, my dad was there and yeah, Mick sat me down after the game and in the clubhouse and, yeah. and offered me, put the contract in front of me. And, you know, I just wanted to bang sign yeah, it straight it, away it, without it, even it reading worked, anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, you know, amazing memories. Yeah. Um, Had you already played for England in 19s then? Or were you on the verge of playing for England in 19s before you signed? Yeah. I want to say I was. I want to say I was in the set. I was in the, yeah, the setup. Set yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was just a little bit before I got selected, but I was definitely sort of in the setup. And yeah. because back then, England regional stuff went from like 15s, 17s, 19s. Yeah. Whereas now it it kind of it it jumps from like the Bunbury Festival at 15s yeah, straight through to. Yeah. I think there's some Super Fours and some some yeah. stuff like that, but. Yeah. Back then, there was actually kind of a like a, a gradual like ladder system. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was involved in. I was involved in the setup. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, you you some people might say, "Oh, he only got offered a contract because he was involved in England." Things yeah. like that, you know. And, you can't know. You know, I. There's so people, many players that played England nineteens and. And I've not got contracts. I've not had contracts. So, yeah, well, you you know, you look. I look back now, and I think of that England under nineteen setup. The players that were involved, mm. um, and there aren't many still involved in professional cricket now. Yeah, it's there's amazing probably, how that happens, isn't it? Yeah, there's probably amazing. a hand, handful of players <clears throat> that have gone on to be quite successful. Mm. Um, Who's the one that's gone on to be the most successful out of the team that you played in? It would it would have to be Ben Folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's had a couple of international caps in yeah. the test in the yeah, test side and serious player he is, isn't he? Um, serious player. There's likes of Reese Topley, who's obviously gone through numerous injuries. Yeah. Um, it's Surrey now, I think. So. Yeah, I think he's there. Um, Daniel Baldrummond at Kent. Yeah. Yeah. So some some good names in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, just for example, like. Um, the England captain at the time was in that age group was Adam Ball. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's now not, 
involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adam Rossington's another one who's had yeah. a pretty successful time with North Ants. Yeah, yeah. So there's still guys doing well, and I yeah. always look back and think, you know, fair play to them and yeah. you know, what could have been type thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you've you've had the privilege of putting on an England shirt as well. I mean, that's something that not many people, albeit under-19s, but you've wore the three lines on, on your chest. You know, that is something that... Every I actually get a bit goosebumps now. You yeah, said yeah. That, no, it, um, it's one of those things, though, isn't it? It's like we, I, well, my own person, I grew up, whatever level I wanted to play for England, so whatever yeah. level it was, even if it was in the 19s and I played that, you know, it would have mm. been an amazing privilege. So mm. to have that privilege is very, it's something that will will sit with you for as long as you live. And it's, yeah. you can tell your son and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling. How was that feeling the first game that you played when you put that shirt on and you sort of realised, you know, this is, I've got three lions here on my chest. Yeah, goosebumps now, man. <laughs> <laughs> um no, because you don't, like, weirdly, you don't actually think about it that much. Yeah. yeah. Unless, yeah. you know, we're doing, we're talking now about it. Actually, yeah. you know, all my, um, all my clothes and stuff is, mm. is in my mum's loft in yeah. her house. Yeah. Like, I've never thrown anything away because yeah. one day, I, you know, I want to get them framed. And, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah. And now I have my own house, you know, I need to get yeah. around. Um, but yeah. no, look, I remember when, um, my probably fondest memory is, is receiving my cap off Nick Knight at Edgebaston yeah. at the start of the South African series. Yeah. Um, and all my family was there. The, the game was live on Sky. Yeah. I didn't get too many, which, which wasn't great. But yeah. um, look, it's one of them, yeah, one of them amazing special times when you, I've done it. I, I achieved that and yeah. I look back in and, and years to come and... Yeah, just with with huge pride. Yeah, no, I can like I say, I can imagine it's one of the, it's an amazing feeling. I can imagine just putting that shirt on. I know, yeah. like under 19s or not, it's still you still representing your country. You know. Yeah, that. I was pretty. Although they were incredibly proud moments, I was actually um, for the for the actual World Cup, I didn't make the squad, mm. um, which was you know hugely disappointing. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was Alex Alex Davis who actually got selected in front of me. Right. Because it like, weirdly, would, <laughs> I was actually selected as a wicketkeeper. Yeah, I remember you kept wicket for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere as well. Yeah. Like, uh, you were this little seamer who used to swing the ball back in, and out of nowhere, you they made you into a keeper. Yeah, it was keeper as well. It was actually a G, like fair play to to Wayne Noon who at Knotts, who was one of the coaches at the time, actually. Yeah. You know that he said to me one day, I, "Mate, your bowling's going nowhere. You're not, quick, <laughs> you're not quick enough, mate. If you want to get into this Knotts first team, we're going to have to get you a second string to your bow here." Yeah. Well, there's Chris Reed at the time, so you would have been trying to be the second keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and at the time, I was like, "What? You're mad! Like yeah. I've never kept before. Like because normally keepers do it from a young age. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. You know, I was. Yeah. You're the right height for a keeper, though. Yeah. Well, true. I was. <laughs> You know, I was 17, 18 being asked to, to put the gloves on and I'm like, okay, let's go for it type thing. Um, and then it just went through the roof and I ended up being like the second choice keeper to Ben Folks, yeah, 19s team. And ben, and, and ben got injured 
during the series against South Africa. And I ended up keeping five games. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That but is, if you ask me to put the gloves on now, I'd yeah, would yeah. point blank refuse. No. <laughs> yeah. We're getting a bit on now, aren't we? That's why we've got. Yeah, to be, I hate it, mate. Honestly, now nah. right on the body. I remember actually. I remember a game, the academy game we played, and you kept wicket, and you would have stood there. It's like, I, I, why am I doing this? I yeah, don't, I don't <laughs> want to do this. <laughs> you know, I've kept all week, and the last thing I want to do is keep on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I look back, and I look back now, and and to like being totally totally honest should I have kept it going yeah I probably yeah. should have done yeah because thinking back now well, I said for youngsters out there as well it's a second string to your bow isn't it you know you oh absolutely it absolutely it makes you it makes you it makes the coaches think twice about selection mm. um, and like you say you know at the time I was I'm predominantly a batsman yeah, I could bowl some filthy little seamers, and I could I could potentially keep wickets, and I was pretty good in the field. So, you know, in terms of that being quite rounded and full, quite fully dimensional, yeah. um, it is it is a I wouldn't say a regret. I don't regret many things at all, but mm. hindsight, I probably should have probably yeah. should have gone for it a little bit more. Yeah, but I just found it really hard in terms of. Um, you know, not being a keeper from a young age, mm. I then found it really tough to to bring into my practice on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it's almost you need to work so hard, especially like say you're not doing it. Oh, like working. Like, I have I have so much respect for wicket keepers having having tried to do it. Yeah. Um, I imagine your gym routine would have been different as well. As a keeper. yeah, oh, yeah, whole training completely training different, everything. like. Yeah squats yeah coming out your ear holes type thing <laughs> like just re yeah I have so much like somebody like Chris Reed for example you know amazing career mm. consistently as well and and yeah to get that um I kind of found the training side of thing a little bit of a chore towards keeping yeah like don't get me wrong batting I'd put my pads on and bat all day yeah, yeah. um and I'd love my fielding and so on, but keeping I found really, really hard. Yeah, it's because it's something that's new for you as well. It's something you're not used to, like say, you've not done it from a young age. Mm. So when you like, you sort of chucked in the deep end with it, it's yeah. like, oh, do I really want to be doing this? Is yeah. it really, you know, but looking back, like you're saying now that maybe if you'd carried on, it could have made you a bit more selectable in certain Yeah, there are, there are loads of people that say mm. that to me. They're like, Sam, you, sh you should have kept yeah kept the gloves on yeah um, so you went knows. from so you went from the England 19s and you you played a couple of first class games as well and like what was the feeling of that playing first class cricket when you, you know, like I say obviously England 19s is different but again as a youngster when you're growing up and you train at Trent Bridge two three times a week to step out on the field there is there's an amazing picture of you and Chris Reed that I always see where you sat oh, on, yeah, yeah. on the balcony. Is it the balcony bit at the top? I think you sat. And it's, yeah, I think it's there. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's a that's a picture that sits with me. A good memory for you. Yeah. Um, that sits with me as well. And so, what was that feeling like of you know, finally going out to bat at Trent Bridge in a game four knots? I'm just trying to think back when my first. I actually made my debut away. Was it Durham? Um, was it Durham your first game? Yeah, Durham away. Graham Onions. Um, <laughs> I remember following it on uh, Crick Info. 
And I, I, I remember Graham Onions was bowling at you, and I was saying to my dad, I was like, Onions is on against Kel. <laughs> I was like, oh, he won't get him right, he won't get him right, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so Durham away, I, went, I actually opened the batting then with Carl Turner. I don't know if you mm. remember Carl. Yeah, he played for Northumberland. Um, I played against him when he played for Northumberland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we lost, I think we lost the toss, mm. and uh, everybody who knows county Wait. cricket, Durham away yeah. at the start of the year <laughs> against Onions and Callum Thorpe was, yeah. Was Rushworth about there as well? No, I think it was oh. a little bit before his... T- was he? Okay. He, yeah. But look, Onions was just from, like <laughs> next level. Like, yeah. like not, not outrageously fast, but yeah. a heavy ball, you know, yeah. what we say is a heavy ball, yeah. and but just like obscene control and, mm-hmm. and seam movement. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I don't know what you think on this, but as a batsman, an opening top order batsman, for mm-hmm. me, facing seam bowling is the hardest thing for oh, me. Mate, no doubt. Um, no doubt. <laughs> just the fact, the pure, the pure, you know, when you face a swing bowler, you can um, see the swing. Yeah, you know uh, it's, it's late, but you can see it. You yeah. can have a you can have a game plan against it. Um, a game plan against seam is, well, it's, yeah. it's a difficult one. Yeah. So actually, like, I always tell this story about um, getting off the mark at Durham. So yeah. um, it was Callum Thorpe was bowling, and he was big booming away swingers like yeah. big boomers. Yeah. Um, and you're batting, I'm thinking, how am I going to score a run here? Like, <laughs> it was just starting to set in my mind that second team cricket is so far off this. Yeah, like, yeah. It really hit home. Yeah. Um, and I'm leaving a few, playing and missing a few. And I'm thinking, I just want to get one away. Just yeah. get one away and I'll feel yeah. much better. Yeah. I actually nicked one. Um, and Collingwood at first slip. So Phil Mustard didn't move, didn't yeah. dive. Yeah. Collingwood diving across to his left, yeah. dropped it, oh, shelled wow. it. Wow, Collingwood of all people. Yeah, went to fine leg, single off the mark, and bombing <laughs> down the other end. <laughs> oh, I bet. That's, yeah. a, that's actually an incredible story. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah, it's Collingwood just, um, dropped it. <laughs> and then probably four overs later, I think Onions, onions wrapped me on the pads, and the, I yeah. think I got 11, and yeah. you're off, son. See you yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, so where did yeah. it go? How many first class games did you play? In the uh, six. I want to say six. Six or seven. So you were how old at this point when you made your debut? Um, eighteen, nineteen. Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. It was this. This that debut was on the on the back of coming out of the nineteen setup. Right. Okay. And okay. I think it there was potentially some guys away on international duty or some injuries knocking around. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so what, yeah, was your, what was your best memory of playing first-class cricket, though? Obviously very limited, uh, but what's your yeah. sort of memory? Um, best memory? I played a game against Kent, a one-day game, which hmm. was rain-affected. Um, that I think that was my first game at Trent Bridge, four knots. Yeah. And I think it was a day game. It should have started... Um, about 11, I think. Yeah. One day game, or maybe one, something around there. And yeah. it was rain affected. Right. But the toss had already happened. Okay. Um, okay. And we were batting. Mm-hmm. And the heavens opened. Like, we knew rain was coming. Yeah, yeah. But you know yeah, when you get... Every you cricketer get, knows when rain's coming. <laughs> yeah. 
you get yourself so prepared. Yeah. Um, like the nerves are like mm. going through the roof at this stage. I can hear the tannoy going. Yeah. I know all my family's in the crowd. Yeah. Um, and it gets reduced to like a 20 something over game. Like, mm. as you'll know, it's not like I wasn't, I wasn't known for hitting the ball out the yeah. ground at all. Yeah. yeah. More of a touch player. Um, so, and they kept me, they, they kept me at the top of the order to be fair. Um, that's really good. Yeah. That's really they said, good. just, you know, just back yourself and yeah. go for it. Yeah. Um, I remember facing Mitch Claydon, who yeah. was pretty sharp. Pretty sharp. Yeah. Facing me in a two's game. Um, and he bumped me quite early on. And I, and I, you know, again, hooking and pulling is really not, it's not yeah. a strong shot for me. Yeah, yeah. It must've just been instinct. And I got one away and I think I got, three four um they were like my first runs and then yeah. i think i tried to play some massively outlandish shot and, and got out yeah um but yeah fun memories I, i've i'm fortunate well you could say fortunate or you could say um unlucky facing the bowlers i did but again mm. like facing chris wokes Wait, at trent yeah. bridge in yeah. a championship game yeah you know, their attack was Wokes, Barker, Boyd Rankin, Ricky oh. Clark. Like... Do you remember that twos game? Sorry to cut you off here. Do you remember that twos game at Welbeck where Andy Carter took 16 wickets and it was on a dodgy track at Welbeck and Boyd Rankin, was it Boyd Rankin? Who... I didn't I didn't play that. I know which. I know what you're on about. Did, yeah. Matt Wood, did Matt Wood get a ridiculous 100? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't play that game. Did you not play that one? No. Mate, that was, uh, that was an outrage. I just remember cutting you off there. They yeah. were going heavy ball. Keith Barton, yeah. he, was, he was swinging the ball massive. Mm. Like, yeah. It was literally that much, every ball, like hooping back in. Um, yeah, so I was actually on a, on a pair that game. So first innings... Um, I don't know, I can't remember how I got out, but it was for naught. Um, and I was walking out second innings. We'd then, <laughs> it was one of them beauties, you get naught first innings. Yeah. Warwickshire then bat for a, something like a day and a half, <laughs> 140 overs. And I'm thinking, oh, oh my God. <laughs> there's six people in the crowd at the Ratcliffe Road end. <laughs> um, and I remember it now, Neil Edwards, I was, I was opening the batting with him. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, and he said to me, as we were walking down the stairs, he said, um, I, I bet you're only thinking about getting off the mark here, aren't you? <laughs> and that, like, Toast was quite like uh, a funny sense of humour type yeah. of guy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I am. I just want to, obviously, I just want to get that single. I don't want to bag him. Yeah, I don't want to bag him. Yeah. Um, and he was like, well, what happens when you get that run? Then what are you going to do? And I, I actually, thinking back now, I'd actually not thought about. Yeah, you just want you already building an innings. Run. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd not actually thought yeah. about. We needed something like three hundred to get close to Warwickshire. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing thing, is it? Something so small like that, and you, you kind of. Well, that's all that's on your mind. Yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah. Not thinking bigger picture. You're thinking about that one thing, and then. Mm. After that, it's like, well, he's right. What, what was he yeah. doing after that? So then I, when I actually got the run, you know, thank goodness I actually got off him. <laughs> um, you know, and then we batted for probably a couple of hours and I think I got 40 in the second yeah. innings. And, um, but yeah, he was so right. Like I'd not actually mm. 
mentally prepared about getting five, getting ten. You know, yeah. I, I was all I wanted was one run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing thing, like for youngsters as well coming through who are listening to this. Like, you've got to look bigger picture. Like, mm. cricket's such a such a sport where one day you're up and one day you're down that you have to stay balanced and stick to your processes and yeah. your game plan. Even if you get a first ball duck or a duck in the first innings, you've always got another inning to put it yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And even or if you get a hundred in the first innings, the game's not over. So you've still mm. got yeah, you're happy that you got those runs, but you stay balanced clean, try and do it again. Yeah. So it's like it's a it's a it's a massive it's a massively good point that that Yeah, I think now look look, you know, we talk about hindsight and People say, oh, if you had the chance again, what would you do differently? And, you know, we'll probably talk about this in a little while. But if I could give any of the youngsters any advice, it would it would be, um, you know, stay, stay in the moment and, yeah. and, and, and really, like, plan. Like, actually think about how, how you're going to construct an innings and... And take it, take it in small chunks, and not not looking too far ahead. But the biggest thing for me, I, I, what I do now, you know, I think mentally now I'm in a position where I feel that like the best player I've ever been, mm. because I haven't got so many thoughts going round in my head. I haven't got this thought of oh goodness me, I'm going to fail. What if I yeah, fail? What if I fail? Yeah. 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 You know, I literally, I, I'm a strong. You know, I stick by this and. There was there was times at Knotts where, and you'll probably giggle at this, where it felt like if I didn't score between um, seventy and eighty, like honestly, this would there were genuinely times where I would get thirty and hear nothing off a coach. <laughs> I would then get I would then get um, a seventy or an eighty or above in the second team, to which I then receive a text saying, "Well done, you know, well keep going." Yeah. And I th- look back now and think. What 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 yeah. was that about? Like yeah. there was so much pressure on yeah. on everybody in you know our position mm. to do well, and I think especially at a big county like Knotts as well, they have so many options. They can go out and buy and sign who they want. Mm. So they're not short mm. of doing that, and they never have mm. been. So no. I, I, exactly what you're saying there. I mean, I didn't play many second team. I think I played about five or six, maybe mm. maximum of ten second team games for Knotts. And it never really happened. I think my top score was about forty or forty or. But how was, like, how was it for you in terms of because you you then went on to to trial a, a few other places, didn't you? Yeah. So from Knotts, like when obviously I didn't even. The way it happened at Knotts was we approached Mick because we we I was getting nothing. Like there was no mm. feedback. There was no sort of what was going on. And my dad was like, "Look, let's just go speak to him, and yeah. see what he see what he says." Um, and then he basically said, look, we're, we're not in a position to offer you in the next 18 months of contracts. And I was, what, 19 or 20 at this point. And I was thinking, well, is there really any point in me staying here? And I, to be fair, I ended up, I was like, you know what? No, I want to play. For, I've grown up training. I've invested so much time that I want to play for Knotts. And then we, we played that academy year, didn't we, um, in the Prem. And I played half a season and then it just wasn't like one week I was opening, one week I was batting seven. There was no consistency mm. to where I was batting or or anything really. So my dad got ill as well. So I wanted to be close to home and stuff. And it was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go trial. Um, but the feeling of trialing, mate, like you talk about getting 70s and 80s. And I mean, at Worcester, I, I did okay. I mean, I always, I re- well, not regret 
but I I look back and think if I had converted one of those 70s or 80s for them, God knows what could have happened because there was just three or four games in a row where I got 70, got 80, got 70, got 80, like back to back. And I remember, bless me, he's passed away now. I remember after the last game I got 80, um, <laughs> Damien Dolivera just looked at me and goes, yeah, well batted. He goes, I'll be in touch. And <laughs> I just knew, you know, you, you know, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, you've yeah. got, you've worked your socks off, you've got 80 and you feel really good, but you, you should have gone on to get a big sore, you should have gone on to get under 120. But you just know that feeling of trial and you need to go on and get Yeah, you have to, yeah. yeah. I mean, even Northlands, I got 100 there, but I wasn't consistent enough. So yeah. it was like a balance of both where I got a big score, but then wasn't consistent. But was yeah. consistent, doesn't get a big score. So mm. the mental pressure is, is hard. It's really hard work. Like when you've got a contract, I mean, yeah, you're still you're still under pressure because you want to keep your contract. Yeah. Um, but it's not the same because you know you've got that stability of a contract. Yeah. yeah. And then this is yeah. around to the next topic for you is like, obviously it's the negative or the other side of it is obviously all the good times is when you got released. And, you know, that's obviously I've been through a similar thing, obviously not professional contract. I got I was told by knots that you're not, you're not going to get signed. So it's tough, isn't it? It's very tough. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, talk me through your, talk me through your feelings behind that. And did you see it come in on, because I, I remember, I think we spoke briefly that you had a pretty good year at second team cricket that year. Yeah. So I was initially on a, on a two year, mm. um, two year deal, which, um, then got extended at, at the end of the two years to another year. Um, and then it went down to like a three month contract where, you know, the pressure was on. Um, yeah. Three months, guys, nothing, is it? Yeah. Guys, guys were coming, coming through the system, kind of, you know, chasing my tail type thing. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, my last, my, my last year in the in the twos, and I'd kind of you know the odd game in the first team, but mm. again, we're, you know going back to what we spoke about before, you know I always had this thought in my head: no, if I, for example, would have got a hundred in that Durham game, yeah, or the other games that I played in in the ones, mm. you know, I always felt that it still wouldn't be enough. I'd be then back in the twos the week after, yeah, yeah. because I always felt I was. I was playing um, just while somebody was away or yeah. whilst they were on injured. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. when you played those games, did, did they not say to you, like the coach not come to you, go, look, you, if they had, for example, a coach has come to you, Mick or anyone had come to you and said, look, you've got a run of five games, like go out and just enjoy it. Would that have mm -hmm. made a difference for you to sort of relax and say, you know what, I've got, actually got five, I've got 10 innings here basically mm -hmm. to go out and, yeah, I think so. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that backing from a coach, isn't it? And the, the the team to say, you know what, we're backing you for five innings to go out and do that. And if you don't, then you can yourself, you can think, you know what, ten innings, I've not done anything, so I don't deserve to be here. Yeah, it's for, yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, I'm I'm not saying for for one minute, you know, they weren't fair on me or anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've got incredible opportunities. Um, Mm. Obviously, I'd love I would love more, um, but ultimately, I guess, like we touched on before, you know, you were you were always fighting against them international stars, Mate, yeah, and yeah. and then 
you know, not are in a, a position where they could go out and, and get anybody. Anyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, it's, you know, probably people may have read a couple of articles that have been published in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. just about my experiences since being released. And Yeah, that affected, like, affected, your, like, affected me as well, but it affected your mental health, didn't it? I mean, like, it's a tough experience to go through. It's very, like, you... Because cricket is everything that you want to do, and at that time, it's the only thing you, you've you done. Mm. You don't really think of a, a second career. You don't really think, you know, what, what am I going to do now? It's no, this, I literally, um, from, from the... Um, I can only remember ever wanting to be a cricketer. Like... Mm-hmm. Nothing else interested me at all, um, and my parents, my parents were fully, fully supportive and said, "Look, go for it." I mean, yeah, we're very lucky that we have parents like we do. Yeah, yeah. I've met your dad obviously numerous occasions, and they're very, yeah. very similar and so supportive yeah. in in our careers. Still are, you know, still are. Oh yeah, incredible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, but but just um, touching on that, I would definitely. If I could turn back the clock, I would have definitely tried a, a tad bit harder at school. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think that's massively important for, yeah. for the younger ones. Is, mm-hmm. is that it, it is so important. Mm-hmm. If I can say anything, it's it's absolutely chased your dream. If you've got a dream of being a pro cricketer, yeah. go for it. Yeah. But um, it's not around forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it can be taken away from you just like that. Mm. without you potentially even realising. Mm. So this is something that I speak obviously with coaching, I sometimes speak to the all the players that come to me who who want to play professional cricket. It's like, look, yeah, that's good, you know, work hard at it, give it your all, but you've got to have something else in the background. Mm. Gotta have the education. You've gotta you've got to have another another something else in life that can just take because that could take all the pressure off you when you go and play cricket. Yeah, I mean, cricket. I found that so much, yeah. you know, I, yeah. like having, like having a proper job, as people say. Um, <laughs> you know, I work for a steel. Mine's still not a proper job, I don't think. It's <laughs> a proper job. <laughs> I work for a steel company now, and yeah, you know, I, I look forward to. Not that I've never not enjoyed playing, but it's mm. kind of I look forward to playing so much more now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I'm in a nine to five job and yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I enjoy it. It pays the bills and yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 looking forward to playing is like heightened so much. Yeah. Um, so talk it, talk us through a little bit of your experience of what happened. Yeah. When you leave, um, how how it, obviously how it made you feel and obviously coming back from that, you know, because it's a lot to come back from from my own experience. Obviously, it wasn't a professional contract, but still. Mm. Realizing that I wasn't going to be a professional cricketer at the yeah. age sort of 24 when I finished trialing, it was it was tough. So for you, I imagine. Yeah. So my my I didn't get offered a new contract uh, 23, 24. Um, it what I want I don't I don't think it was a shock. Um, you know, I was I was I was clearly expecting something was was. You know, fearing the worst, so to speak. Um, and I remember now that, that you go in for that review, sort of um, August September time. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's, reviews. <laughs> there's a championship game going on, um, and I got pulled into the physio room. Yeah. Um, 
the dressing room was full at the time and obviously I'd been up there for an hour or so just chatting away and yeah. the guys were like mate you've smashed it so far this year you know you're going to be fine yeah. he'll, he'll at least offer you yeah. a three months again yeah, yeah. Um, and then literally I'm not joking you crowns this 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 chat must have been no more than three minutes long I'm not even joking you I'd been at the been at the county 12 years yeah and he basically just said look you know we thank you for all your efforts um unfortunately you know we we don't basically we don't want to keep you here and not offer you the opportunities that you might get somewhere else mm. um and that was it literally like picked my bag up and walked down the stairs yeah. and i got i got i got on the phone to my mum as i was walking to my car and i was like um that's it type thing you know, yeah. it's, it's over yeah. Um, I guess it hasn't really sunk in by the time, obviously by the time you spoke to me, it's not really sunk in yet, has it? It's no, not, has it? No, not at all. Yeah. You know, it, it, it didn't sink in for months. Um, yeah. Months. I decided to to then go to New Zealand and play yeah. some cricket. Yeah. Um, for the winter. Yeah. Sat down with my family and, and we thought, you know, let's keep doing what I love doing. Mm. Um, got yeah. a good opportunity at a club over there. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's start a fresh type thing. Yeah. Um, and then really, when I when I arrived there, you know, f- probably a few weeks passed by, and I was loving it. Um, it was going really well, and yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Really, I guess my my routine wasn't fantastic in terms of. Um, obviously, I was paid to play. That's mm-hmm. how I was earning my yeah. income, and um, they looked after me really well in that respect. But I had no focus during the day, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, got into, think. I got into a real bad routine of waking up at sort of 9.30, 10 a.m. Mm. The family I was living with uh, was out, gone yeah. to work. The kids yeah. had gone to school. Yeah. Um, and we were living in the countryside. And I was just waking up in the morning on my own for probably seven or eight hours. Mm-hmm. My mind just going... Boo, 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 and just... Again, good, ref- you know, time to reflect and, but yeah, it sort of spiraled down and, and got worse. And mm. yeah, there was just this one, you know, there was one morning where I, I woke up and I started crying from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what, what the, what is going on what? here? Like, what am I doing? I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. Like, I'd not fallen out of anybody. I, was, <laughs> I didn't feel upset or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean that's something similar. Sorry to get off again, but something similar that happened to me as well. I was driving home from a game. This was just a club game. I was about twenty-three or twenty. I was twenty-three, I think, driving home from a club game, and it didn't go quite well. And I just knew. I just, mate, I just had a feeling that you know what, I'm not going to make it. Special cricket, and I just broke. I had to stop the car. But like, I was literally in tears for, I would say, half an hour. I was parked up, just like, what am, like, what am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. what is like? Obviously, it's everything that you wanted to do and what it's, is like it's almost like it sounds extreme but it's like what is yeah. what is life now so yeah, yeah 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 especially when it's everything you've known everything you've done especially yeah. at that time like that moment it's like this is this was everything like what is the mm. point now sort of thing yeah. yeah so obviously that had that happened to you it happened it continuously happened. yeah it happened so probably in like november time now when um Luke Fletcher was actually in in Auckland at the time. He was playing for Auckland Aces in the 
in their franchise yeah. tournament. Yeah, good lad, Fletch. Yeah, I met up with him in the city one day. Yeah. Um, just for for, for some lunch, yeah. and he he knew straight away something was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And he he said to me, "Are you all right?" And because I had no idea myself if yeah. I was all right or yeah. not, I just said, "Yeah, I'm fine." You know, yeah. I was missing home a little bit. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's quite a quiet country. Yeah, um, it's an amazing country, but it's yeah. quite quiet. And yeah. Where I was, where I was living, was fairly isolated. Um, and he just said, you know, I went to watch him that night playing a game at, at Eden Park. Mm. Um, and then he called me the next day and he said, you know, ser- you know, seriously, Kels, are you are you okay? Yeah. And I said no. Yeah. Um, and we got talking, and he he then. Um, instantly rang Jason Ratcliffe at the time, who was um, certainly quite high up at the PCA, right. um, which is obviously the, the Professional Cricket Association. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And within like two hours, I had a psychologist from London on the phone to me. Um, so that you know, their their response was you know phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, and I yeah. thank I've got a lot to thank you yeah. know, to Luke. To, to Fletch for, for, for putting himself out and doing yeah. that. Um, That's an amazing thing to do. That's yeah. a terrible thing to do, yeah. So, so yeah, I, you know, I, I had these telephone conversations. I basically had to explain my life to this guy who I'd yeah. never, I don't even know, <laughs> I don't even know who he was. <laughs> never um, met him before, just on the phone. Yeah. Nice story. It's, it's actually sometimes easier like that to talk to people, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, like now, when I'm talking about it now, it might seem that I'm like a bit, a little bit jokey about it, but yeah, you know, I'm not at the time. It was, you know, it's a, it's a massively. I think this um, is the point that we were trying to make during this week as well. That it, yeah. it, it gets better. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You get to yeah. a point where you can look back at it and say, you know, this that has made me stronger and who I am. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and the, Amy, Amy then came. Um, to visit me at Christmas time yeah. and we planned loads of um, traveling and yeah. obviously Christmas and new year. And yeah. I obviously couldn't wait. Yeah. Um, and there was them sort of crying spells were still happening. Not mm. every day. Mm. Like they would just be quite random. Mm. Um, I had no idea what brought it on or anything. Yeah. Yeah, mate. I, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're saying. And I, it happened when, you know, I, I I was saying to myself, it won't happen when Amy's here, obviously, yeah. because I'll have my sidekick next yeah, to me yeah, and, you yeah. know, everything will be fine. Yeah. But it did. It happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and her reaction, I remember when it first happened, because I'd not told my family at this stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, just out of the pure factors, I'm 25 hours away across yeah. the other side of the world on you an airplane. Yeah, they're going to worry so much. Yeah. They were going to absolutely want me home the next day. Um, yeah. And I was being convinced by the psychologist and, and, and a few other people that it, you know, we, we could manage it, we could yeah. get through it. Yeah. Um, and Amy's reaction was like, what, what's up with you? What, what are you doing? What are you crying for? <laughs> As if to say, man up, you. Man up, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, trying to explain to her and, you know, at the time we both perhaps just thought, oh, missing home, you know. Yeah. Just, actually, they're, they're... Homesick, yeah. Yeah, the guy basically diagnosed me with, like, what he called adjustment stress. Mm. So, basically, having, like we said, your life 
ripped from beneath your feet mm. um, and now you're having to come to terms with what's next yeah and it's a bit like it's like grieving isn't it it's yeah, like you're yeah, yeah. grievance time yeah and i i just at the time i couldn't um get it in my head what i what what else could i do you know what what was the point like you said earlier on um but 100 percent, it got better um it didn't get better soon um it probably took you know, months, maybe a, a few years to actually. The following come. years, when you come, came and played for Lincolnshire. Yeah, so at the time yeah. when I was in Lincolnshire, I was I was in contact with Andy Carter and, and Mark yeah. Fowl. Um, yeah, sorting out to play for Lynx. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you still? I, doing- I actually, I actually left New Zealand early. Um, I was meant to do six months. Yeah. Um, but I actually left um, a couple of weeks into January. Yeah. I just couldn't, mm. could not cope anymore. Um, had to come home, um, and then that's I guess when I came home, it it got it got worse for quite a few months. Mm. Um, I would, I eventually decided, you know, I would go and see a doctor. Mm. Um, it, and the fear of seeing a doctor, you know, m- most people can probably relate to this, was yeah. their first to call is medication yeah. um, and I was really really reluctant you know I'd heard some stories and various people of yeah. not being able to get off the medication yeah mm-hmm. um, but I was in a state where I, I need I needed something to, to, to bring me bring my mental health back around into a positive state so took took meds for <laughs> Oh, months months um they helped um and i ne- like probably wrongly i never actually seeked advice to wean myself off them um i got to a stage where I, um through through myself and, and through my family and support actually not needing to take them yeah. um yeah you know and i i haven't touched you know, I've not needed to be on any since, and yeah, one hundred. You know, absolutely, it does get better. Um, talking, I can't like stress, and you probably will say the same. Talking is like so important, um, and I've had to get better at that. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think it's a it's a huge yeah. thing to be honest. Yeah, I think when you actually the the biggest thing was accepting it. Yeah, and then yeah. and then realizing that it's okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, look, I'm 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 good now. Um, yeah. You know, don't you? You'll still have these days, Cranj, where you wake up in the morning and you think, I want to be a pro cricketer. <laughs> oh, mate, it, it happens often. Yeah, like well, I. You, well, you can't sleep at night. Some nights, it's like, well, mm. why am I not where I should have been? Yeah, exactly. You know, or right. even during a game, like you could be. Well, that sounds the wrong way. I could be playing a club game sometimes, and it's just like, why am I? Like, why am I here? Like, yeah. I shouldn't be here. You know, I should be like living out my dream, so to speak. Mm. You know, it's mm. it, like I said, it hits you in hits you in waves. You don't see it coming, and it hits you. Yeah. Um. But like, we're in a pretty privileged position, I'd say, now to be able to to give that advice back to the youngsters and how to cope and how yeah. to not make how to not 
make cricket the be all and end all. Yeah, you work hard for it and you wanna you wanna make it as your job, but you can't you can't put everything into uh, onto it. You've got to have something else in the back because yeah. if you don't, then you you're still gonna hurt if it doesn't work out. It is still gonna hurt, but you do have something else. You do have yeah. something else to fall back on, something else, another passion in life. Whereas for us, it was just cricket, 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 cricket. Yeah, proper. And, yeah. and then when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh, okay, like, mm. what am I gonna do? Like, what? Yeah. Um, the biggest, the, the biggest uh, blessing for me has been has been Arthur coming into the world. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. Like he has literally, yeah. he has literally given <laughs> given me that sort of like might sound wrong but like meaning to life type thing yeah like, yeah no i i get it 100 yeah. percent. um whereas before arthur it was even though i wasn't a pro yeah it was still like yeah. cricket 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 yeah. club level yeah. you know, minor counties level yeah which i absolutely love still doing yeah you know um a captain at staffordshire now as well which yeah is i've taken on some career. some some roles now which i'm you know i'm, I'm being a staff's lad i'm hugely yeah. proud of and yeah you know, my time at Lynx was you know, fond memories. Yeah. I've still got a headache from them boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> my ears are bleeding, but... <laughs> I think we yeah, all... It's fond memories, mate. Um, they're a good bunch. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had some good times in that. Yeah, the opportunity that they put in front of me was great. You know, I'm mm. thankful to... Yeah, especially that right. time as well. Where you needed it, really, when you came back. Like, you needed... Yeah, but I need... You know, I, I wanted... Um, once I once I got myself around into a decent state, you know, I wanted to play. I wanted to 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 play at the highest level I possibly yeah. could. Still, yeah. Um, and mate, my account is cricket at times is proper. Like yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. it is tough. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, two years ago I faced Monty Panasar for the best yeah. part of three quarters of a day on a spinning pitch. Like, it doesn't get much much better than that in England. Like, amazing, better. like. So yeah, I love I love miners now, you know, and, and I've got a quite I've probably got a record actually currently the first Staffordshire captain to not play a game, but I'm still unbeaten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great shout! <laughs> well, keep, keep telling that. keep telling the lads and the managers, you know, we're unbeaten, guys. We're unbeaten. unbeaten. Keep going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 good. Like say it's the thing is, this is like say the advice that we're giving now is that you things eventually work out for how, how they're supposed to work out. Yeah, so maybe back then, all those years ago, when you wanted to be a professional cricketer, that all you were meant to do or you are meant to go through the experiences now to help staffs become a better county. Yeah, yeah. Become the yeah. best county that they can. And all your experience now is going to go into that. So that's yeah. how I see it with myself, with what I do at my club and what I do with my coaching, is that all those experiences that I went through now have put me in a good position to be able to do what I do and yeah. be able to give back and to be able to give that advice thinks that you know yeah cricket is an amazing thing and you want to you want to be a full-time pro but have a balance in life and if you have a balance in life then more often than not you stay mentally stable as well yeah, you know? and then definitely. that's that's something that i what what advice would you give obviously being through being through it all um, what advice would you give to youngsters coming through or wanting to be professional cricketers like i touched on earlier it, it, it's you know, my example was all my eggs went in in one basket. Mm -hmm. um, my parents were fully behind that, which was which was great. And yeah. um, 
you know, go absolutely go go for it. Um, give it your all, um, but but just be just be aware and be smart that mm-hmm. you know there 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 is far more to life than it. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And would I want to do it again tomorrow? Yeah, one hundred percent. But like we say, we're in the position now, and I'm you know I'm very very happy um yeah. in my current state and yeah. and can't wait for what's to come in the future yeah i think that's that's the key that's the key the message the key message from us today is that everything works out eventually oh uh, yeah if everything are, happens for a reason yeah though. yeah if you are going through a tough time open up talk about it because like we said earlier i mean we we weren't the type of people to talk about our emotions or you know if there's something going on in our head, it's like, no, keep it to yourself. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. But mm-hmm. it, until you start talking and accepting that something's not quite right, it's not weakness. That's actually strength. It, yeah, takes, courage. it takes a lot of courage for you to, to come out and say something's not right. You know, yeah. and for you to have that conversation, reflect and say, look, no, actually it's not like mm-hmm. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of courage to accept that. And then to mm-hmm. go through that, it's a process. And yeah. And I just think when, you know, you, you actually learn so much more about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and accept actually who you are. Yeah. Because I think, you you know, we've, we've lived in that, in it is a bubble, professional yeah. sports, a, a yeah. bubble. Yeah. Um, and when you're in it, you don't see anything outside of it. Yeah. Um, you don't see reality. You don't yeah. see reality. And then, yeah. And then when, when you know, when it, when, when that bubble bursts, mm it's almost you're sinking and you're trying to get back to the top yeah um and it's a slow it's a slow road back to the top for some yeah um but you know you get there and and accepting where you're at is is the most important thing yeah like i say the knockbacks of what made you the person you are and it's put you yeah definitely you know these help your son now as well yeah the conversations and 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 like you say, the the positions we're in, the advice that we can can pass on, and, yeah. and hopefully steer the the younger ones in in the right direction. Um, but I think it's also important. It's also for me, it's important that they make their own decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, professional, being a professional um, is not is not for everybody. Yeah, they might just want to play club cricket. Yeah, and that's great. You know, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Be a be a a good club cricketer and just yeah. enjoy that yeah um that's the key thing what you say enjoy it i mean we play we start playing cricket because we enjoy it we love it yeah. Yeah. and then the pressure comes of oh we want to make it our job but you should mm-hmm. never forget the fact that you actually play it to enjoy it no, yeah. regardless of what happens yeah. every and game probably, yeah probably enjoyment probably went out of it thinking back yeah. a little bit yeah yeah it does especially yeah. in that in the second yeah. team environment where uh, people will relate to it being just dog heat dog. Yeah. Um, you know, in the second team, it can get really quite. You don't see a way out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's just grind after grind, mm. and the enjoyment side of you no know, nobody wants to play second team cricket. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's a tough chore, isn't it? But it, but it's a, it's it's a, it's a step. 
Yeah. I mean, you've got to go through it. Yeah, it's a step you have to go through. You have to go through it. You have to be mentally strong enough to handle Mm. it. You you Mm. have to be in that position that I'm going to go through it, but like you've got to be mentally strong enough to to handle it. And, you know, like I say, that comes comes through experience. It comes through just having that balance in life. If you've got that balance in life and your mindset, then more often than not, you're all right. You sort of, you sort of, you ride through it then. That's what I've noticed about players that I've seen. I mean, we'll give Alex Hales, for example, here. I mean, we I made my second team debut, championship debut, same game as he made 230-odd or something. He smashed that was against, was that against Derby? Derby, yeah. Yeah, I think that was my first game where he made, he got hit on the chin, didn't he? He had, get, <laughs> he had to get stitched on the chin. But I just remember, I was getting really sort of agitated before going out to bat, and he was playing Angry Birds on his phone. Bella's gone. <laughs> I don't you remember him, the bell had gone, he was sat there playing Angry Birds on his phone. I was like like running up and down the change room, Rage Guard to bat, and he just absolutely smoked everywhere. And because I was so nervous and got into a nervous wreck that I had no that my mind wasn't even focused on the game. I was just thinking I I want to get runs, I want to get runs, not like we spoke about earlier, how are we gonna do it? Hmm. It's just an example about because he was so obviously it's a different example because he's so chilled out anyway. Um but this is an example about mentally being mentally balanced. Like he was able to switch on and off, yeah. which is what made him so what made him so effective and so good. Yeah, and every everybody, you know, in terms of coaching, everybody's different. Everyone, yeah, yeah, absolutely, everybody's different, and it's it's finding your your own way. Your own way, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Alex, <laughs> Alex is yeah, as you as you alluded to. He's, you couldn't be any more laid back, <laughs> but but that works for him. It works you know, for him. Yeah, yeah. That works for him. Yeah. Whereas somebody might need, um, you know, to to do to do I don't know things through a hurdle just before they go out to bat or quick yeah. feet and yeah. you know different things. I've yeah. seen loads of loads of people do it differently, and now I think, what do I do now? To what I did back then was. No, I'm so more chilled out now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I haven't got the pressures I have on me now than I did back then, but I could have, I could have done things differently back yeah. then, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's hard, man. When you're so young, you know, all you want to do is perform. It, yeah. You know, it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what we're saying as well with the processes. If you try not to forget your processes, so if something works for you, back it and keep backing it. Yeah. And try not to look too far ahead. I think that's mm-hmm. the main message. For me, anyway, from my point of view, for all the players that I work with, that's what I said. Don't look ahead. Don't look too far ahead. Step yeah. by step by step. Yeah. Start happening. Um, yeah, because ultimately, um, for me, that 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 journey and the what you picture in the future will, will happen if the yeah. steps beforehand are in place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're gradual. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so relaxed now. Like yeah. probably a little bit too much in terms of before <laughs> before a bat. Like, hundred yeah. percent. I I want to. I care. A hundred percent. You know, yeah, I yeah. want to do the best I can. Yeah. But for me, like, just like this is an example now, and and pre-game routine, for example, yeah. as a batsman, I'm personally now not one who who has throwdowns or anything. Yeah. Yeah, before I'm, the game I'm the same mate yeah oh, I just um, probably done it for three years now where I think for me now if I'm if I'm good up here 
Mm. If I'm in a positive mindset up here and I, I start to think about when I play my best innings yeah. and my favourite shots yeah. and I picture doing well, yeah. I, I'm happy. Yeah, that's, that, that's an amazing bit of advice. That. Um, whereas yeah. before, I look back and think, why did I have 45 minutes on the sidearm before the start of a game? I'd snick off five times. I'd then be going into the game at a completely <laughs> low, yeah. low mental, you know, I yeah. would be not, I'd be feeling negative about yeah. myself. Yeah, 100%. I, I think now, I think, why, why did I do that? Like, why yeah. did I not have the ball, so to speak, and say, yeah. actually, no, I don't want anything this morning. Yeah. I just want... I just want to feel 10 balls on the bat. Just give yeah. me 10 underarms. Yeah, and that's it. Um, but again, it boils down to pressure. You put in a pressure situation where you're kind of forced to make, have a net because everybody else is Someone doing else it. Someone else is doing it, yeah. So if yeah. you don't do it, you're like, you'll think you'll be frowned upon or yeah. it'll be put against you. Where actually, I think that's changed. I, I, look, I look at... Um, the Notch dressing room now, for example, and the way they go about things. I actually watched them at the start of last year, the first championship game. As a Badger, I went and sat in the stand and, and, and caught up with a few people. And yeah. <laughs> Just from a coaching perspective, just observing what actually yeah, happens yeah, and, yeah. and what goes on. Yeah. Um, and there was only two or three, two or three guys that actually had the claw before the game yeah. in the nets. Yeah. Majority had throws. Yeah. And I think that's where it's changed a bit now where the emphasis has probably gone on to the players a lot more. Mm. I think that's important as well. Yeah, definitely. 100%. It, I think it's healthy. To, yeah, the players are going out to perform. It's up to them how they want to prepare for the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, you have players who want to have an hour net before and you have players who don't want to do anything. But like you said, it's how, it's how mentally balanced you are, what your mental state of mind is before you start playing. You know, it's it's our That's responsibility. So that is so our, our responsibility as a coach or a manager or whatever to get our get our eleven players in in a state where they feel they can perform to their to their best. Yeah, absolutely no pressure on whatsoever. Just go out there and express yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's 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 absolute key. I'm 100 percent behind that. I mean, that it, you have to, you have, like, say, you have to give the players the option of what they want to do in mm. because you're going to, you want to get the best out of them, like you say. Yeah. Um, so that's the only way to do it. Yeah. I think. The, um, uh, the biggest, cause actually when I finished at Knotts, I then went um, probably two years down the line, I actually went to do some coaching in the age groups, mm. which I absolutely love doing. And, um, and I wanted to continue. I wanted to continue to do it, but I got to the stage where I, financial I needed to start yeah. to earn a little bit more money yeah. and yeah. you know I wanted my own house etc and things like that and but the biggest thing I tried to install with with the, the age group kids at Knotts was is is to completely banish that fear of failure yeah. um, I actually installed in in some of the sessions that I did was I wanted the I wanted the kids to fail yeah. Without that, without that to sound in the wrong way. No, I, I, yeah, I, I actually wanted them to to fail and and to feel that um, to then be able to find a method themselves, which then in time 
you learn you learn a lot more from you mistakes. Learn. Yeah. yeah you learn a lot more from your mistakes and your failures and yeah. it builds a lot of mental strength to come back from your failures and your mistakes yeah um so that that is this pretty much how i set up my session as well i mean every session is a challenge for the players just so that they come out of it that they've overcome that challenge or, there's a purpose yeah yeah there's a purpose behind it so even if they've gone home not feeling great i'm so i'm not bothered because next mm. session you can come back and say that didn't go quite well so i'm going to try and work on this today to yeah. rectify that mistake you know so it's it's a real that's a real good one because cricket like say if you don't get 100 it's considered a failure pretty much exactly, in your yeah. own mind as a batsman that's what I alluded to earlier about the fear the fear of I knew in my head yeah. because I was getting evidence yeah. from it yeah. that if I didn't get 80 as a minimum yeah. I failed you failed yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's what I was trying to on a weekly basis going into bat in the second team thinking yeah. I've got to get this I've, I've got, got to get, get this yeah. if I don't get it there's no chance yeah. of moving upwards yeah, rather than thinking about the process of how you're going to do it, it comes yeah. back to that game that you were on a pair and yeah. thinking, I only want to get one run here, not mm. what am I going to, how am I going to go about my whole inning? Yeah. So, like I say, it's 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 um, I know we're going for time here, so we've got a couple of more minutes to go. But what one bit of advice, one bit of a final advice, if if players are going through mental health problems or or players who are wanting to become professional cricketers, um, so there's two options there. Players who want to become professional cricketers, and if they don't, obviously they've they've suffered with mental health issues. How to cope with it and what to do? It's just look speaking. There, there's going to be tough times. You know, I'm not. You know, the, I think we all we all know there will be tough times, and it's accepting that. You know, be be proud of the journey that you've had and, and taken, and and um, reflect on it. You know, I've as we've just reflected for the last hour or so, like, you know, it makes me proper, you know, incre- proud of what, yeah. what, what we've achieved. Yeah. Um, and I think you should never lose sight of that. There's, there's not many people, well, we're in a position where we've done what we've done over the years and, you know, incredibly, I don't like saying lucky or fortunate because we've worked a nuts off to do yeah. it. Um, but we had that opportunity. Um, yeah. And look, speaking out, there's. It's taken me probably the first time I spoke out was only probably two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it takes time, you know. It takes a lot of uh, grit and, and 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 determination to do it, but it is definitely for the best. Yeah. Um, and you'll be you'll find that, um, like the people that listen to you, you won't perhaps, um. At, for, at first, think they would be the people who listen. But, it's amazing. It's amazing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. But like, there, there is them people there. Um, yeah, hugely serious topic, and it, I think it's getting more and more evident on a weekly, monthly basis in sport. Um, and for me, the biggest thing now is, is that you know, it's a huge passion of mine to actually. Um, reach out to cricketers that actually need help. Um, you know, I, I'm actually just working on a few things at the moment where, in my opinion, there's actually not a, a lot in place to help guys like us. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, you know, how could we potentially do that? Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, especially for, like, for you, you had, you were quite fortunate you yourself had the PCA. Yeah. Um, obviously, it came after a little bit of time at the PCA, but you had the PCA, whereas, because I wasn't a professional cricketer, there was nothing really there. Yeah. Um, obviously, I hadn't, hadn't signed anything, so there's nothing really there. I couldn't really go to the PCA. I wasn't sure back then if I was allowed to or not. Yeah. So what you're saying with helping cricketers is something that is something that's really exciting because it, it, it's something that needs not just in cricketers in sport in general in amateur sport in general. There's so many people who go up and then go down, and it's it's a massive, massive thing to be able to help them and yeah, yeah. need to help them. So. That's that's uh, that's really exciting to hear, and I'll be in full support of that. If yeah. whatever you're whatever you're planning, I'll I'll. Throw yeah, it's, it's the early stages yet, but yeah. you know, there's there's definitely irons in the fire, which yeah. hopefully, yeah, just yeah, you know, I want to be that if I can be help to somebody. Yeah, I mean that's 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 brilliant. That's a good way to end it. Um, but with it being Mental Health Awareness Week, we'll just say it's okay to speak out. Um, it takes a lot of courage. A lot. It's not a weakness. It's it's a strength. If you're struggling, you know, to pick up the phone and speak to someone or give someone a message. I mean, people are out there for you all the time. Um, you won't realise it, but there are people there who who do are willing to listen to you. So yeah, have the courage to speak out and Absolutely. speak out. Strength. Cool. Thank you, Kels, for that. It's been great to catch up. Pleasure, mate. Um, but hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Um, but yeah. take care. Definitely. Hope you'll be back on the cricket field as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome.